You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Good morning, Joe. Great to be seeing... Uh, I'll start that again. <laughs> I'm not seeing you. Okay. And pause. Good morning, Joe. Great to be chatting with you again here after a week's break. So, yes. uh, yeah, how you doing? Back into normal, normal rhythm. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay. Just uh, fighting off one of those spring colds, which it's just lingers. It's annoying, isn't it? Yes. How about you, mate? What have you not? Very to? frustrating. Well, <laughs> I've had lots of adventure in the last Ooh. few days. I've had a trip to Broken Hill to visit uh, Saltbush Church over there with, um, yeah, the pastor Brendan and his family um, as, a, yeah, just as a sort of an encourager there from you know, part of our FIC network. And oh, um, awesome. there's lots I could chat about there, but I thought um, one thing I've learned about Broken Hill that I was really curious to uh, run past you was that the, the idea of there being different types of people in Broken Hill. And oh. uh, this is a long-standing thing, um, taken much more seriously in the past, but um, still around. And that's the idea of there being in the town, three types of people, A graders, B graders, and C graders. <laughs> is, this, is this anything similar to this in Queensland? Before I, I, I have no idea what, what you're about to explain. Okay. So in <laughs> Broken Hill, an A grader is someone who was born there. Okay. And in the past, if you were an A grader, you might get accepted to certain clubs or get a certain seat at church, or uh-huh. be you know top of the list on in the in the uh, the union movement, or or the first to go in and out of the mines, or something like that. Oh, so wow. that's an A grader. If you married someone who was born in Broken Hill, if you married an A grader, then you could become a B grader, <laughs> and that entitled you to a sort of mid tier privileges and status in the town. <laughs> and if you were just a blow in, you know picking up a job at the mine, then you're a C grader and <laughs> you had less status, less privileges there in the town of Broken Hill. And so now <laughs> that's seen as a bit of a joke, but even amongst the, the church people and so on, they would joke with the A with other people and say, look, you know, I've been here for a while, but I'm nowhere like an A grader like Russ over there or something like that. <laughs> And Russ would so laugh actually and use that language with each other. That yeah, is hilarious. Yeah. So mostly in, in humour now, but it's a real yeah. thing. So wow. I was curious, if, as a country girl yourself, have you come across anything similar in uh, oh, oh. remote Australia? Um, oh, I definitely, no, I, I, as you're talking, it makes me uh, marvel at what it must be like to, to be a blow-in in Broken Hill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just remember when I visited Broken Hill thinking, this is really in the middle of nowhere. And so you've got to really want to be here to be here. So I feel yeah. for the C grader who's like blown in, who's like, I'm here. And uh, <laughs> they get a C grading. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, no, I've never come across something so so um, clear. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, there's a little Broken Hill distinctive. And uh, oh. yeah, Saltbush Church is keen for any A graders, B graders or C graders to <laughs> come and join them. At church, in the gospel, we're all one in Christ. Oh, that is so no, great. Yeah, there's no divisions in, in the church community. Oh, we'll and have so, to talk to the, the Murrays who are here, from who used to live in Broken Hill, of course, yeah, from yeah. our church. That's Our's right, old friends, different there. connections with these country towns. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my recent story. Um, yeah. yeah, Joe, how about you? Well, um, this started as a cleaning story but actually became something else. 
Um, so I cleaned my house windows. Uh, felt very virtuous because mm. I I never do that. So it was like, whoa, look at me. Let me go. That's and right. We, we day, do talk about cleaning sometimes on this podcast. Well, you know, I live a very exciting life. No thing. <laughs> oh, I've got stories in reserve for okay. future input. Excellent. Yeah, save those up. I'll be I'll have a good cleaning story. Anyway, this this cleaning story, it changes track in that I get home and I look out and it's this is my my most lovely window for having a view. It's upstairs, looks out mm. over um, some well, a bit of a, a vista. Mm. And there on the window is a very, very detailed, like I cannot explain how detailed, outline of a bird. So a bird oh. has just run smack into my window. Oh, and really? <laughs> like literally the wings outspread, I can count the feathers along <laughs> this this. The oils from this like bird's a, like feathers. Like a smudge of oil from the Oh, bird. yeah. The oils from this bird's feathers and head and whatever. It, <laughs> it really it really came into contact. And I haven't taken it off. It's literally been there for weeks because yes. I just still am marvelling at this bird outline. It's like but it a, got me thinking. Uh, comic uh, cartoon moment there. Yeah, yeah when, yeah, when people run into doors and things, yeah. Yeah, hilarious, right? It got me thinking, oh, man, I wonder if the bird died. And then I felt mm. sad. I was like, oh, I shouldn't be smiling about this. So then the other day I was just standing outside. And I was thinking, how does it happen that birds hit windows? And as I was standing there, a bird hit the window. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I couldn't have paid for that. <laughs> that was amazing. So this was a Rosella. And so yeah. I felt, you know, like I felt very sad now. And a native Australian bird hitting the window, hopefully not dying. So I ended up Googling it. I thought, what do I need to know about birds hitting windows, is there prevention? And um, here are some options for what I could consider. I have written them off. I could put some lovely decals on my window, so basically stickers. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> to no, make I... it look like it's not just a reflection of the forest or the trees or whatever because that, that, that's what tricks them up. Put them on your Christmas list. You, I could you put stickers some. on. I could um, soap my windows. I could put soap on them. <laughs> Somehow that dulls the, the, the look of the window. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That, that's definitely um, something I'm never going to consider. Um, I could just um, put a screen over the windows completely, as in like like some kind of – so I can't see out the windows. <laughs> a, a safety safety netting or something to catch yeah. the birds. Um, and the fourth option was I could put plants in front of all my windows, which yeah. given I have a two-story house, it was just never going to work. Anyway, so I discovered that this is just going to be something – that birds are going to – it's going to be risky being near my house. Yeah. Um, but I also thought, you know, one, one day maybe someone will come up with some kind of technology that will warn birds off windows. Yeah. You or something. I don't know. anything about the, the owl or the, the – like an owl sculpture sitting <laughs> nobly in front of it? I see those owl sculptures sometimes in hardware shops. I, I'm going to make this commitment now. I will never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless yeah. I have a problem bird. Anyway, so that's my exciting life, a bird hitting a window right in front of me, which led yeah. me to a Google search, which yeah. led me and, to do and nothing. Did the bird fly away after it struck the house? Completely flew away. It looked fine. Okay. Yeah, um, just, a, just a head maybe nod. Maybe dizzy. Maybe dizzy. I don't know. Good. Good. Hopefully well, that's a happy ending for the story. Bounce back. Yeah, very happy ending. <laughs> anyway, what have you been reading in the Bible, mate? Well, I've been reading... Uh, Old Testament and New Testament is, is a normal habit of mine, but um, mm. really nice correspondence this morning as I was reading uh, from both Genesis 1 and 1 Corinthians 12. Mm. So uh, Genesis 1 um, verse, well, 
probably verse uh, six to eight uh, was where I was focused my attention. And Genesis 1, 6 to 8 says, And God said, Let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. Now, just, um, I mean, this will be very familiar to you and our listeners, but I loved there, particularly the the speech of God, the making of this vast vault, this this barrier, this separation between the waters, uh, and God's personal attention to this creation, giving it a name, um, calling it sky. And we'll see, you know, later on that he gives it a verdict as well. It was good. Um, loved just God's very peaceful, constructive construction there. Um, yeah, a great contrast to many experiences of construction for us in the world. Um, but then my New Testament reading uh, had a, a, a nice little correspondence with that as I read 1 Corinthians 12, and that particularly uh, verse... Um, Verse uh, 16, perhaps. Um, oh, well, no, it from verse 17, uh, where he's talking about the body and different parts of the body, that sort of thing. So verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Hmm. So that particularly, and so in verse, in those uh, in that chapter, in these verses, we see um, the construction of something again, uh, not creation this time, but the body uh, with eyes, ears, no sense of smell. Um, but same sort of thing. We see God as a tender craftsman, builder, creator, um, mm. placing the parts uh, in the body. It's quite a, it's a gentle term, a deliberate term. Every one of them. So that's an attention to detail. Um, different body parts and just as he wanted them to be according to his will uh, mm. this, which is uncontested like Genesis that's what he wants to do that's what happens and mm. so I from that I think I was thought good thoughts about God that he's mm. a wise powerful peaceful creator um, and good thoughts about creation that God has set it up just as he wanted it to be um, mm. And the body, the church, the church community, um, which is that that he has, yeah, put the body, put the church together just as he wanted it to be. Mm. And we are, we so often see the deficits um, mm. in ourselves or the deficits in the in the body, in the church. Um, but I think there's a bit of comfort with this verse that whoever we are, God has made us to be for His purposes in the church, mm. and. Um, the church that he's given us, you know, whatever its um, strengths or weaknesses might be from different perspectives, is uh, has been put together just as he wanted. So mm-hmm. that's a reason to be comforted, I think. Mm, there's my thoughts, Joe. There are lots of really good thoughts. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was trying to apply what you were saying to myself, and so I've really got nothing else to add other than, yes, I find that encouraging. <laughs> I'm thankful we have a God who has such wonderful creative purpose and, and sovereignty in his creative purpose. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And so, um, no, well, I'm glad that's encouraging to you, Joe. Mm. And mm. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Signals perhaps a little bit the benefit as well of, of touching into Old Testament and New Testament to see, yeah, that we do have mm. the one God there and mm. he's, he who has an overarching plan and there's a great unity to um, yeah, every part of his mm. word. Mm. Mm. So good. Well, but mm. um, that's my thoughts. Yeah, Joe, and have you been um, doing a bit of reading or listening or thinking? Yes, what else has been yes. going on for you? Um, well, I was given a gift called uh, a book called The Life of Faith, An Introduction to Christian Doctrine, which is a newly published book by Peter F. Jensen. Oh, um, that's uh, wonderful. Uh, what, yes. a, what an excellent gift. I've, uh, <laughs> I've got that book on my shelf. I've not read it so yet. Yes. So um, yeah, look, was, I'm looking forward to that. Very thankful um, for some friends who gave it to me. And um, it was it's one of those books that I saw it and I thought, I have to read it. You and I both were taught by um, Dr. Jensen at Moore College. And, and so I just thought, I have to read it. So I've read the first chapter and I just thought, I several times just paused after reading a sentence just to think about them because I mm. found them so engaging and enjoyable. Mm. Um, and I think this is, so it's written to be a summary of Christian doctrine. It's meant to be quite engaging. It's very structured. So at the end of each chapter, there's a quote, a key Bible verse, as well as some further reading in some other books, um, which I just, you know, it's obviously written by someone who's a teacher wanting people mm. to learn. But I just thought I'd read this this paragraph because I had to pause afterwards because I felt so thankful to God. Mm. Uh, so in um, the first chapter, this is what it says. Our forgiveness entails reconciliation with God brought about by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit, new life comes. By the Spirit, God himself resides within us. By the Spirit, we call God our Father and Jesus our Lord. By the coming of the Spirit, we know that God has accepted lost Gentiles. In the power of the Spirit, we bear fruit that the law on its own could not produce. And by the Spirit, we know that one day our fulfillment will come. Hmm. The Spirit is indeed the power of the age to come at work in this present evil age. He's never in competition with God's word, for he is the author and interpreter of that precious gift. And I, well, yeah, amazing, right? Um, the summary of the work of the Spirit in our lives, um, starting with forgiveness, um, which brings us reconciliation with God and all the gifts that he offers and all his work he does. Mm. Um but particularly, the spirit is indeed the power of the age to come at work in this present evil age. I just was moved to such thankfulness that we have um, the spirit with us now and he is so actively at work. And mm -hmm. it made me think in the face of brokenness or, or struggle or a fight against sin or whatever we might be facing, to see the spirit at work is to remember that God is always at work. Yeah, bringing the, his word to bear in our lives, reminding us of truth, reminding us of, of, of what Jesus said, but also he's always saving people and looking after his people and um, he's at work in this present evil age. And I just was blown away by that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, that's wonderful to uh, bring the spirit into a whole heap of doctrines there. Mm. Um, yeah, that one of those um, has just come from, one one of those uh, things that Peter Jensen has said is yeah come from one Corinthians twelve uh, mm. verse three which uh, I still have open in front of me um, yeah. where he says therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit 
Mm. That's um, yeah, that's where it comes from. That's a spiritual work that anyone can call out to Jesus as Lord. Call out good. to Jesus as Lord. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I, I guess I'd just commend the book. I've only read one chapter, but um, it, it's very readable. Um, I encourage people to grab a copy and, and give it a real go, good go because I just find, I don't know, I, I think you've probably talked about this with me a lot um, and so I say it to other people as well, but um, just reading doctrine is is fruitful and good to do. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think and that sounds like the sort of book that you'd, needn't rush through yeah no, that chapter yeah. gives you plenty to think about uh, yeah and yeah. um yeah to be reading about doctrine is so good yeah we don't mm. need to be reading about aspects concrete aspects of our christian life all the time <laughs> to, <laughs> that's right to, uh, yeah. yeah to uh, give attention to uh, yeah doctrine is is beautiful yeah but anyway, well we are, are out of time Oh, I was about to say the same thing. Timing is perfection. But um, lovely to chat to you, brother. Um, good to talk about uh, birds and and uh, uh, different uh, elements of Broken Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Genesis 1, 1 Corinthians 12, and The Life of Faith by Peter Jensen. I very happily yes. recommend that. So, um, yeah, have a great week, Joe. I hope you're uh, yes. feeling better, and we'll uh, and talk we'll... again next time. Sounds great. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.